What an animal. I just dropped my mic. Way to go. Way to start uh, this episode. Yeah. Oh, man. What episode is it? Kick us off here. It's 20... Is it 27? It's 28. 28. 28. Because I said it was 26 last time. But okay. it's actually 27 last time. So it's 28 this time. Which is awesome. Yeah. We got to talk about that after. 28 episodes. Dude, so what we got coming up on this we episode? We have baseball drafts, which I'm fired up about. We have ALNL showdown, certain positions. We have, we have our, our own little, little all-star, all-star games, essentially. Let's so go. we have that. Those are going to be we good We had uh, an electric game last night between the U.S. and Canada and the men's soccer. And spoiler alert, U.S., Beat Canada going to the semifinals and penalties. We'll talk a little bit about, about that. Uh, talk about Joe's haircut. The yeah. U.S. of A. We'll prevails. We'll talk about Joe's haircut and why mm. it needs to stay. Yes. That's also a big segment. And then I made Joe do the Florida man because I was tired of losing. It, it's it's a grind when you're losing. It's just like it's like some days you're the bug, some days yeah. you're the windshield. Oh. And I really feel like I'm the bug. It's like, true. But it's I true. And speaking of adversity and, and fighting uphill and losing, last week we didn't have a video on YouTube, if anyone normally watches YouTube, because we said we were up, uh, fighting uphill trying to get an episode out. Uh, we recorded on our phones. It was fine. Uh, but we were at the beach, didn't have great internet, which is why we were doing that. Then your boy went to Starbucks to try to get everything set up. Didn't have good internet there. Used my hotspot, but ran out of data in it. So it was pretty much all we could do to get audio and uh, download that because file sizes are large, especially when you're on a hotspot. So, yeah, that's how we got it out. Well, cool. Well, what are we what are we diving into first here, dude? Let's talk a little bit about the U.S. of A. soccer. Ooh, Let's kick I that like off. That. I like that. I'm becoming a soccer guy, so, so inform me. Yeah. Canada is actually pretty solid when it comes to soccer or football, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Brandon Vasquez, uh, an up-and-comer for the U.S. soccer, scored in the 88th minute. Listen to this, okay? He scored the 88th minute for us to go up one nothing. And then we gave up a penalty in extra time. So after the 90th minute, we gave up a penalty. So it was tied 1-1 going into overtime. And yeah. then uh, we had an own – or the Canada had an own goal. And so we were able to score there. But before with the own goal, uh, Canada scored in the 109th minute, which is the second overtime. So just to do two 15-minute – Overtimes, and so he scored in the 109th minute, and an own goal for uh, I guess off Canada that is a point in the right direction for us. So I guess we scored in the 114th minute, and then we won in penalties. So what a crazy game! Uh, glad the U.S. squeaked it by, and it's kind of cool. I think they're up to 11th now, Joe, in the world rankings. So. U.S. soccer is creeping up. Uh, arguably, this is the most talent. 
Yeah, arguably this is the most talent we've ever had on a men's soccer national team. Uh, there is a couple downsides, though, I will say. Uh, so Let me hear them. The top 100 list came out of soccer players. I don't know if you saw it. It was last week, right? No one from the U.S. made it. Not mm-hmm. one person from the U.S. made the top 100 list. So we're, we're playing pretty well as a team. And I, even with the Gold Cup, we're missing a lot of stars like Pulisic, uh, Dest, um, uh, Reyna. So we're missing a lot of like top players. But even with that, I was surprised to see that no U.S. player was in the top 100. Now, I'm not a soccer expert, so I can't break it down exactly and tell you who the top 100 are. But what I will say, that shows me that we still don't have the edge in any positions, especially when it comes to a national level, you know? So that's true. But maybe, maybe that's the secret. We need to, to, to avoid the superstars and get a scrappy team that plays that well could together, be the secret. you know, maybe, maybe that's what the U S of A is. You know, the other thing we need to do is keep having games like you just described. Cause I think that could yeah. get me into soccer. If, if I knew that all the games were going to be yeah. that electric. No goals for 88 minutes. We're not talking any 0-0 zero, zero yeah. ties. We're no goals. Which actually, we're practicing. Well, I'm talking about like from 88 and one second on. Yeah, yeah. But if yeah. I watch the end. If you watch the last like 45 minutes. It's – well, it's, it's the classic thing of – it's just because I don't understand and know soccer. Like a baseball game, it could be a 1-1 game or something low scoring right. and I'm still fascinated by it. I'm still into it because you get the little like intricacies that go into the sport. I don't know soccer like that. So, of course, I see a 0-0 game. I'm like, that's just boring. Yeah. Which is ignorant of me. I understand. Yeah, that's why it's so fun to watch with my dad. I want to watch soccer because my dad played college soccer. And so when I watch soccer with my dad, he can kind of like break it down a little bit. And so it's kind of cool hearing like – so I didn't watch last night's game with them. But I watched a couple weeks ago when they played uh, St. Kitts, which is obviously not a great team. But – it's fun to see him, like, because he knows those little intricacies of the play and stuff, of the pitch, if you will. I mean, of the of the they call it a game over there. Pitch. What do they call it? A match? Yeah. They call it a match. Match, I think. Yeah. The, the match off the pitch with with the the footy. Yeah. What 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 other word? I I, uh, I think it's the match anyway. on the pitch with the. Footy. That's cool though. I think that's what they say. I think I think that we're right. Actually, hold on, my phone's ringing. They're asking us to be to be commentators for the uh, soccer, as you called uh, soccer football. Yeah. Also, I would say golf, though John, John Deere, Deere classic. classic. But before John Deere, I actually oh. want to touch on Wimbledon because your boy, as oh, yeah. as you Please. know, as you already know. Your boy has been getting more into tennis, got a new racket, been playing more. So now when I watch tennis, I can kind of appreciate more how good these these players like actually are. And so I will say there's only one American in the round of 16. One. You have Christopher Eubanks in the round of 16. So I watched a lot of it in the last couple, I guess, a couple of days. 
and uh, we had Fritz, Taylor Fritz, who's a great American uh, tennis player. He went out, uh, I think, in the second round. So Christopher Eubanks, only American in the top 16. Uh, top 16, we have a lot of matches going on today, Monday, July 10th. Uh, I watched the Carlos Alcarez match. I think it was yesterday. And I'm telling you what, man, he's number one in the world for a freaking reason. That guy is an absolute animal. And what blows me away about these tennis players is how hard like they hit the tennis ball. This is so dumb. But I remember the first time that I, like in high school, played tennis. Like pretty much the first time I ever played it. And uh, I knew how hard yeah. the tennis players hit the ball. I'm like, that's great. I can hit the ball hard. So I just got my first one, and I just laid into it with zero spin, full-on baseball swing, and just launched a tennis ball at least 100 feet outside of the fence. You got you to gotta, you gotta do that. I was like, but like, don't they hit it really hard? It was just a straight, perfect launch angle bomb. You probably hit 100 miles an hour. No spin. Just- Nothing. I mean, I probably cranked it. <laughs> I was like, at that moment, I'm like, oh, yeah, they freaking really do. They serve the ball 130 miles an hour, most of them. Serve. It's nuts. It's crazy. Yeah, it's really With accuracy. Also, I learned what break point means. That blows my mind. Break point means when you win a game when the other person's serving. So you break oh. their serve is the term. That's interesting. So I feel like it's very tough for But tennis, everyone knows you can't you lose know, I'm serve. learning a lot. And you're educating me. You're educating our people. For all of those or most people who don't watch, you know, tennis or soccer here in the United States. Yeah. Well, why don't you keep on doing the good work and tell us about the John Deere Classic with uh, a field of absolute Yeah, I'm telling you what, man. I'll keep doing say. the Lord's work over here. So, yeah, I mean. Ooh, well, while you're doing that, shout out Ricky Fowler because we didn't really talk about it. Actually, no, we didn't talk about it all last week. So he got the dub. Oh, that's true. We didn't talk about it. Shout out for winning the freaking Rocket Mortgage, which is like his biggest sponsor. Yes. He, he's a full-on billboard for Rocket Dude, Mortgage. Dude, I'm telling you what. Yeah. They had to be happy. So that was exciting because he'd been up there at the top and playing really well. But Yeah, they had to be freaking happy, dude. So... Yeah, John Deere, it's kind of like, it's not one of the, um, I guess, highlighted tournaments that they've done throughout the PGA or throughout this season, right? When they were in competition with Liv. And they did like these specific highlighted high purse tournaments. So it's not like a a required uh, event. And obviously there's not as much money. So it didn't have a ton of big names, but I will say, shout out Adam Shank who seems to be coming in the top 10 in a lot of tournaments lately. So he was tied fourth. Yeah, he, he was tied fourth at 18 under. And then Sepp Straka, who was from Austria. Yeah, Sepp Straka, who was from Austria, uh, won it. So you don't, you don't see him much. It sounded exhilarating, though. I have been watching a lot more golf. So I want to double check real quick, but that was his first PJ Tour title. Okay. So he's That's ranked fiftieth in the PJ Tour right now. Good for Seth. Love that. Way to go, Seppy. It's kind of like Yo Seppy. What does that mean? 
basically were saying, I'm going to be on the PGA Tour at some point. Yeah. My name, Joseph yeah. Giuseppe. 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 Right? Something like that. Giuseppe. Yeah, but oh, also. Any other things in the golf world coming oh, up? Or any yeah, other things? Yeah. Two things I want to touch on real quick. One, the Open Championship, right? Which comes out, I okay. believe, next week. Yeah, it's uh, so it's actually technically next weekend, not this weekend, but next weekend. So the Open is okay. playing at Royal, Royal Liverpool this year. The last person to win at Royal Liverpool, the Open, was Roy McIlroy in 2014. So little fun fact there. Hmm. But that'll be that yeah, so that'll be major, last right? major uh, of this year. Uh, and like I said, it's July 19th through 23rd. I mean, come on. Can we pull for that storyline? Can we pull for that storyline? I'm telling you what. Rory I again. am not going to because guess what? He's not American. Because you – I was literally about to say you don't like anyone who's not American. I'm still telling Heather, <laughs> Heather this. Yeah, so if Heather him. played the LPGA <laughs> tour and she didn't have an American. She did have a you still would not pull beside her. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I don't know what to say. I like yeah. Heather. Shout out Heather. Christian's becoming a fan. Uh, <laughs> That's right. So, yeah, so that. And oh. then, did you see the comments about Kepka and uh, Matthew Wolf? Yes, where uh, he was saying that Matthew Wolf just kept giving up on the golf course. Yeah, basically. he first told Matthew Wolf that he was like a little boy. And, essentially, like. Yeah, he's like, hey, child, I've given up on you as your yeah. team captain. And so Matthew Wolf like, responded a couple days ago and was apparently really upset by it. I'd be pretty upset by it if Brooks Hepka said I was a quitter and a loser. <laughs> I mean, upset, but at the same time, it's like, step it up, my guy. It's oh, tough love. What you didn't do, just cry about it. Prove you his can, point, you right? You can definitely tell. Brooks yeah. Kepka responds very well to harsh criticism. <laughs> like... You know Brooks Kepka's coaches are just berating yeah. him constantly. Like you're an idiot. You suck at what you do. You're not a man. Yeah. That blonde hair's stupid. Like I mean, you could go on and on and on. And you know he likes it. I think that's how he responds. Yeah, they're like, they're like, good job, Brooks. And then all of a sudden he finishes like, yeah, he's like, good job, Brooks. And he's like, shut. But then they're like, you're yeah. terrible. Yeah, he needs that, like... Maybe back to full swing when we had Mopey broke of, like, I'm the worst in the world. Like, that's why he's playing exactly, so good. because he, like, just beats himself up. <laughs> so, anyway, he took it out on our to boy Matthew himself. Wolf, who, to Brooks' defense, sucks now. <laughs> so, well, I was thinking about it when I saw this, because you were saying when we were doing the winners and losers of Live... Like the merge, you were like, Matthew Wolf's kind of one of the winners because he got a big deal and then he's just terrible. Yeah, dude. Matthew Wolf, like. So maybe you inspired Brooks to say that. I mean, first of all, Matthew Wolf's still young. So I think he's like 24. So I don't want to say like the, the guy officially sucks because obviously mm -hmm. I think, he, yeah, he's won, he won the 3M. So he has a PGA Tour win and he's finished like top five in a major. So at the end of the day. Guys, decent golf, but yeah, lately, like the last year. And again, he's on the PGA yeah, Tour. Or not, he's on he's been battling. So. I looked into it, so like mental health issues. So I hope everything 
uh, continues to get resolved. Because, you know, golf is such like a mental game. And the minute that you don't have it mentally, even if physically, obviously, you do, Dude. it's like... Dude, I was laughing, like, for me, not in a tournament, just playing for fun. Just trying to break I, nine. I'm a pretty, pretty like, mentally tough person. <laughs> but on a golf course, I'm a basket case. I'm a, I have a basket case. Like, I feel like I am just inviting anyone to throw off my yeah, case. and you're trying to break 90. Like, I, yeah. come on. So and weak. These guys are trying to break. Breaking. No, no. The new goal that's uh, – the, the new goal this summer – is to I would like to stay consistently under ninety. By the way, you should go for a uh, consistently under ninety. Okay, so your last ten rounds of the summer, you want like what seven of them to be under ninety? Like what? What's the criteria? What does that mean? Yeah, actually, well, like I kind of want to get to the point where like I rarely shoot nineties. So then like, you have to get. I would like, like nine out of ten in the eighties. Because it's you like have to get lately. to the point, though, if, if that's the case, you have to get to the point where you're not consistently, but like when you're playing well, shooting low 80s. You know, like, yeah. Yeah, that's the goal. Because it's like, yeah, the rounds, like, uh, of the last three, I think it was like an 88, 93, and 91 or something. Okay. For the last yeah. three that I've played. And so it's like, okay. I, but it's it's the. It's always the downside that kills me. You know what I mean? Like it's the yeah. doubles and the triples. Just stop being stupid. And I, I think I, I told you this, but I realized like I'll have a bad shot. And then I'm like, well, I've got to go to the green here over the water at 250 now to save this hole. When it's like, no, you don't. Just lay up and you're going to probably bogey. Or like a lot of the times recently it's been a bogey, which is what I kind of need to be doing to <laughs> – to stay under 90, but instead I'd go for something stupid and end up with a double Dude, or triple. I'm telling you what, even in my situation, like bogeys are your friends sometimes. Now there is such thing as a stupid bogey. Like when you're, when you're a hundred yeah. yards in the middle of the fairway and you bogey, that's a dumb bogey. But when you are behind trees or you're hitting awful drive or you, you know, hit an awful second shot and have an impossible chip to get up and down, like take your medicine as much as it sucks Two putt, get out of there with bogey. Do whatever you can to get bogey because, dude, you could you could have fifteen bogeys every round and three pars, and you're shooting between eighty five and eighty eight or eighty five and eighty seven, depending on the par, every time. Exactly, and it's like so dumb, but like if you actually think about it, like every stroke matters the same. So like if I'm shooting a ninety one, that could have been an eighty nine if I just bogeyed one of the ones that I tripled. Exactly. Or you or you know what I mean? Like That's true. it's it's so simple but i just don't uh have you seen much of scott whatever his name is with decade golf uh -huh. so like his it's like a very like uh analytic driven platform but it's essentially looking at like the average dispersion and so the thought is essentially like especially for medium to higher handicap golfers it's like you're here's like your distribution you're it's like a shotgun blast right. you're not going to hit it exactly where you want it so it's like where do you aim it so that you have like either side of your dispersion is pretty safe then like readjust shotgun blast it again um but so like with foreplay they were doing a series called frank fixing frankie and i've been watching it it's just like yeah. three episodes i've, I've seen really a couple of um, but he does the second one you've seen a couple of them and it's just like when i'm watching the course management that scott's suggesting i'm like that's just so much smarter than what i do 
And then I, I think I tricked myself and thinking, but like, that's not fun golf. It's more fun to try to hit this crazy shot. And I'm like, no, it's not because hitting in no. the woods is not fun. You know, it's not fun. I can tell you it's not fun. What's not fun is being well, in the woods, hitting a tree and hitting an OB. That's not fun. Which we've done. <laughs> we've done that. Yeah. It's like yeah. the shot there. We, yeah, because he was like, what are you trying to do? And he's like, you're going to try to punch it through here, aren't you? And he's like, yeah. He's like, no, you're not. You're not going to carry the rough. And like, you're probably going to yeah. hit a tree here. Yeah. So just punch exactly. straight out. Dude, I'll tell you what. I, I think the average golfer could take five to eight shots around just by not being dumb. I know. Know that I could. So anyway, we'll, we'll keep you updated. On we should do a series that's, this, that's um, getting Joe to 80 or getting Joe to 79. Dude, I like that. I Let's like do it. it. We'll keep you updated, people. Um, anything else about golf? Jump into jump baseball. Into baseball Let's do it. the all-star break now. Let's jump into baseball. So tonight, today is Monday, July the 10th, and tonight is the Home Run Derby. Uh, I love the Home Run Derby in general. Not as many people that I really wanted to watch tonight, but it makes sense. It's like if you're crushing it, I could see not wanting to mess up your swing. Right. Uh, but yeah, how cool would it be to see, uh, see Otani in it? I mean, just, just going, going yard. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, it's still just fun in general, but we'll, we'll see how that goes. I was going to do a prediction, but honestly, it would be a blind guess. And by the time that anyone listens to this, yeah. they would argue. Yeah, but I love the so Homer Derby too. When, do you remember when Bryce Harper and his Dude, it's dad? It's just fun. Oh, when they won the Home Run Derby, that in Nats Stadium while he played for the Nationals? that dude that was a good one and then remember uh josh hamilton when he had what was it 28 that oh, round yeah that was stupid pretty sure it's 28 with like yeah and they're hitting like 500 foot ones it's just i'm like that's a massive hit with a metal bat <laughs> this is ridiculous. Feet's a massive hit. i 500 feet dude, it's funny when you see different perspectives on some home runs, it's like you just become accustomed to them yeah. watching games. And then you see it, uh, for me, it happened, maybe it was on the Apple TV one where you just saw like a little bit different angle. I'm like, man, they hit the ball so far and so hard. Dude, so far. <laughs> but who do you think is going to win the All-Star game, though? Ooh, so far. That's a great question. What's, what's the record here? I think the AL probably has it. Um, we'll see. I'm go I think the NL is going to win this year, though. That's my prediction. So, yeah, because I want to do a couple of fun facts about the All-Star game. Hit me. So, 92 All-Star games in the MLB have been played since 1933. 92. Well, I guess it makes sense math-wise. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know. The AL leads the series, right, with a 47-43 mm -hmm. record. Oh, that's a little bit closer than I was expecting, but that sounds... There's two ties, which I don't really know how that happened. But two ties. So 47-43-2 AL. And they have a 381-371 run advantage. So it's two runs in the or, entire... No, 381 to 374. Sorry, wow. so it's seven runs. That's in crazy. The entire, in the entire uh, but but 92 games. It's seven run difference. But... The last 10 years, this is what I want to touch on too. So it's been pretty close. But dude, you ready for this? The last 10 years. Yeah, hit me. 
The AL's up 9-1. 9-1. Maybe that's why I Dude, thought it was such a big in difference. In 2012, right, the NL won. Mm-hmm. And then 2013 through 2022, the AL won. So they've won nine straight. So this would be 10 Nuts. straight AL victories. I was still in... Wait, 2012. Yeah, so I was still in high school when the NL won. I was a soft freshman. Freshman or sophomore in high school. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> I'm saying they don't get 10. No way. No way. I'm saying Acuna takes the NL home. Mm. Well, I mean, basically, this all-star game is the Rangers versus the Braves. That's a good point. Essentially. Yeah, that's a good point. Rangers and Rays versus Dodgers and Braves. It's unbelievable. Fair. It's un- I mean, it's the Rangers, first of all. It's nuts. I mean, Braves have eight. Rangers, Rays, Braves... Dodger, I mean, my goodness. Because Rangers have four four starting, I think. But then the Brave, the fact that Braves have eight, the entire Braves infield, literally. Well, we've got two starting pitchers, then catcher, first base, second base, shortstop, third base, all in the All Star game. Not all of them starting, but still all's there. And then, and then obviously Acuna out in the outfield. Braves have really done a good job in the last few years. Yeah, because it's like. When they built the stadium, I'd say from like 20, what was it? Probably like 2016, 2017, they were struggling a little bit, um, but kind of rebuild back. I guess let's jump into that. So at the All-Star break, here's a little update on division. Um, I'm just going to give all the division leaders and the games, um, like how many games ahead they are. So we've got Tampa Bay leading the AL East by two games. Only thing I'll say about the AL East is the Red Sox are in last with a 48 and 43 record. Like they're pretty stacked the AL East this yeah. year. It's all within 9 games and all ga- all teams are at least 5 games over 500. So then the Central's close too with Cleveland having a half game lead mm-hmm. over the Twins. Then in the West, the Rangers are 2 games over the Astros. Ooh. So um Texas obviously taking that. Then National League East, the Braves yeah, have an eight-and-a-half game lead that. over the yeah. Marlins. This, I mean, I hope so. Um, Braves are, side note, the I guess we'll get an overall record, but the first and only team to 60 wins this year before the All-Star break, so super cool. Then Reds have a one-game lead over the Brewers, which uh, the Reds this year, they had 100 losses yeah. last year. They were the first team since I want to say like '90s or maybe before that had a 10-game win streak after a hundred game or hundred losses the season before. That's right. So shout yeah, out, Ella De La Cruz, baby, still at home. Yeah, dude, I'm gonna show the clip. Actually, let's. Go, I'm gonna go ahead and just show that right now. Uh, anyone who didn't see this, Ellie De La Cruz. Look at this. Steals second, one throw. Next play, then steals third. Then this is what's nuts right here. He goes home right now. He literally steals three bases on two pitches. 
second, third home. I was I was looking at the ESPN like play by play, and it's like De La Cruz steals second, and it's like it's. 17th steal or is like steals third 18th steals home 20th this guy's so nuts yeah I, I just hope that he lives up or not lives up that like the hype and everything with him continues because yeah. he's just electric and so fun yeah. to watch also to kind of um, piggyback off that I just wanted to so. say one thing about the Braves they've been dominant mm -hmm. like obviously they have a great record but they lead the whole league Right, the entire MLB in home runs. They're second in the MLB in average. They so they're leading in home runs. They're second in average, and they have the lowest pitching ERA in the MLB. Yeah, they not only are leading the league in home runs, but they have the all-time lead of most home runs by the All-Star break. They're ahead of the 2019's, uh, 2019 oh, Twins right now. So. And they just hit a home run in now 26 straight games. That was like me. I, so that I was a franchise record. I mean, moment. left, right, it'd be like Army, Army baseball, because it was like home run right, home run left, home run right, home run left. <laughs> Dude, that's, I mean, I won't even pull up your college stats again, but that's what I saw on the Google. And Google doesn't lie. No, it wasn't. It was pretty nice. Uh, so then, I guess, carrying on the leaders. The Marlins guy, though, Lewis. Luis. He has a 383 average at the All-Star break. Isn't that crazy? Nuts. Then, uh, so he's leading an average. Acuna second. Um, home runs. Atani with 32. Matt Olson second at 29. Um, RBIs. Garcia, 75. Matt Olson second at 72. Um, some other fun stats pitching-wise. Uh We've got Spencer Strider and I guess a few people tied at 11 wins. Then ERA Valdez at 2.51, which is nuts. Spencer Strider, though, at 166 strikeouts. So nuts. Some, some fun stuff happening right now in the majors. It is. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it's, a, but, it's a good time to have a good time at an MLB game. I mean, I don't think anyone could have said There's that. There's something to be said about that. Uh, something to be said about that other fun thing I saw happen though did you see this clip so against your Phillies goes for the double play avoids it like what a slide look at this he comes up he just stops That's oh my gosh Dude, he was freaking. That's I will say though, it looked like he like after he waited, which was smart because he would have either forced just to force out a second by the throw, or what happened. Um, but it felt like he didn't run after they threw the ball; like he just stopped. That's awesome. Uh, who knows? It was a, it was a nice nice slide though. Nice yeah, heads up running. Cool. Um, sweet. So anything else about baseball you wanted to cover, or should we jump into a? F Actually, no. Let's let's okay. do Iceman. Unless nope. you got anything on We're baseball, good. did you? All right. So let's let's see what you got, Iceman. What's up, everybody? This week's unsung hero goes out to Matt Turner. 
Matt Turner is the current starting goalkeeper for the U.S. Men's National Team. He uh, came up with two massive penalty kick saves in the Gold Cup quarterfinal last night against Canada. As the game went into extra time uh, and into penalty kicks, it ended up being that Matt Turner hadn't had to make a save all night. Canada played a very defensive-paced game. However, when he got to penalty kicks, Matt Turner did his thing. The man made two massive saves on the first two kicks of the penalty kick shootout. Uh, and then forced a miss by the last man from Canada who hit the crossbar, and the ball did not go in. But when Matt Turner uh, celebrated the final save, he immediately took off his jersey, showing a message that said R.I.P. Malia on it. So naturally, uh, we went to the Twitter sphere to see what that was about, and it turns out that Matt Turner, though he plays in England now for Arsenal, when he was with the New England Revolution he and the team really gathered around this young lady named Malia, who became a honorary captain for the New England Revolution. Um, and she was diagnosed with pediatric cancer. Uh, unfortunately, she did not win her battle, uh, but Matt Turner continues to draw attention to the subject and to honor her with his play, as well as with a message underneath the jersey. Uh, while it's sad, is pretty cool to see Matt Turner, though he is 3,000 miles away playing for a massive team. He just hasn't lost perspective of what's important in life. Some things are bigger than sports. And for you, Matt Turner, we appreciate it. Here's to you. You're this week's Unsung Hero. Uh, as always, legend. Such a good, heartwarming story. I just love, love the it. way he's been You know, like just yeah. the... Dude, he, I loved last week that he was on a boat. Tone. Yeah, and that he was on a boat last year, just shouting on it with the wind. I'm telling you what, Legend. there's something, there's something uh, to be said. Okay, now I'm gonna do it again with. <laughs> it's true. Last week he was bringing us some on content on a boat, yelling as much as he could over the wind, because because that's what he does. But should we do Florida man? Let's do it. Should we do it? I hope I win, dude. Because if not, oh my gosh. And I. <laughs> We decided that we're just going to alternate who has to come up with a story so we can have yeah. more holistic stats, if you will. But um, So I won last week, but as like, just a wonderful, kind man, I will be uh, coming up with a story this week. So you ready for this? Oh, am I ever. Are you ready? Okay, story number one. A local assisted living facility was appalled to discover that one of their most popular residents was not who they thought he was. The community's beloved Frankie, a 78-year-old retired pizza maker from New York, was actually Colin Myers, a 37-year-old man from Duval County. Myers had been utilizing special effects makeup to become Frankie, a character that he created to attract and develop relationships with the facility's single women in an attempt to be written into their will. Authorities say that this isn't the first time Myers has been involved with a con um, involving older people but refused to comment further. There's some back there. I mean. <laughs> Story number two. I mean, my man Myers, you dirty dog. Love shows Story that number two. A 32-year-old Florida man. <laughs> yeah. Mm. I mean, do we know that it was for the will? Are we sure that was he wasn't just into them? People are into all different types you know? of things. You know what they say? Age is but yeah, I mean, a no. Is just a number. Oh, but a number. Same thing. My bad, my bad. Whatever you do. <laughs> so, story number two. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, man. Story number two. A 32-year-old Florida man was arrested when police spotted the man attempting to throw an alligator on the roof of a local shop. Uh, when questioned, the man revealed that he had stolen the alligator from a nearby golf course. When asked why he was throwing the alligator around, the man claimed he was trying to teach it a lesson. Teach the alligator a lesson? That just sounds insane. You're teaching an alligator a lesson by throwing him on a roof? All right. That's insane. Throw him on a roof, flap That's him around, insane. you know? That's insane. So it's true. Yeah. The story number two. You're right. I thought you were going to think that I made it up because uh, of golf gotcha. course. No, I knew you were into older women. That's why yeah. story one was false. I knew you made that one up. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Kate, Caitlin is uh, a whole five days older than me. That's what so I'm saying. I knew, I, knew you, I knew you liked that, though. <laughs> yeah. You, you knew that. You're not wrong. Well... Dude, when's the last time someone has actually... I'm also impressed with story number one. I wonder what the percentage is of someone who does the Florida man and wins. Like, that's tough. Why is that tough? Well, we were doing it, like, right... At first, we did it, like, the first several times, and then we went on, like, uh, some win streaks. I think we just kind of, like, know each other's stories. I thought I had you on this one. Well, I thought I had you on all three of mine. I mean, the detail in story one. The detail, though, in story number one. I knew you were trying to trick me. uh, Should we? (laughs) Yeah, no. Maybe that's the problem. We've just gotten to the point. Not that we know the other one. We've just gotten so deep into this mental warfare that we just sabotage ourselves. (laughs) I think that's it. Um, All right. right. Let's hit the drafts now, though. So we've got an American League one and a National League one. Uh, so we'll go American League, which you'll have first pick for, and then National League, I'll take first pick for. The way we're doing it, we've got a starting pitcher, infield, outfield, a DH. So obviously it doesn't have to be a DH. You can just play someone at a DH. Then a miscellaneous athlete, and then uniforms. So you got so we have five one. players and then a uniform, and then, uh, essentially. Yep, and you got pick one. So, obviously, I mean, this is obvious in my opinion. I'm going miscellaneous athlete first, and I'm going Shohi Otani. And the reason I'm going Otani is because he obviously is an absolute animal. That man is born to play baseball. Like, I was born to sing. He was born to play baseball. I mean, literally the only question for you was, is Atani going starting pitcher, infield, DH, or athlete? That's the only question with your first pick. (laughs) That's all. Simple. Um, All right. First pick for me. I'm going to go Aaron Judge, and I'm going to put him at DH. The big mother trucker. Uh, Yeah, and and we're assuming injuries don't really matter for this. We're just picking ours. So, my second pick is a starting pitcher. You always got to have good pitching. And that's Shane McClanahan. I said McClanahan. McClanahan. Ooh. McClanahan. <laughs> I, I wanted well, him. Well, get it? Picture. I was thinking hand. 
pitching. That's a great pick. So anyway. <laughs> well, I was more just talking about Thank your you, pick. Sir. It was a great pick. Uh, let's throw him up on the board. Yeah. There we go. Uh, yeah. Nice. I'm going to do – that's a great pick. I'm going to do Mike Trout, though, at outfield. Again, injuries. Classic. Don't matter. Classic yet. MT. I'm gonna go in. I'm gonna go Classic. infielder this time, and I'm gonna Corey Seager. It was close between Corey Seager mm. and uh, Bo Bichette. Mm. Uh, I think Bo has more. Yeah, dude, he's I playing Bo really well. I think Bo has more talent, like future, like future talent. But I think right now, if I'm building a team today, like for this World Series, I think Corey Seager has a slight edge, in my opinion. That's true. Plus, it's – yeah, no, I think Bo Bichette's a really good but, pick also. But, like, Corey – I mean, you're, you're factoring the last couple years too. So, Yeah, Corey but if, like, if we're, if we're trying to build a franchise, I'm gonna I'd do, rather have Bo, of course. Like, if we're actually building, you know, a franchise. But right now we're just making yeah. a World Series push. So I like it. I'm going to do uniform just because – of strategic pick reasons and I'm gonna go I'm gonna go the Oakland Athletics. One, because I don't know how much longer they're gonna be around. <laughs> Two, I think the green and yellow is just a unique color palette. And it was my high school one. Not that I care about that, but fun fact for everyone. And I just think it's unique yeah, and cool. So we're gonna be making a World Series run Love decked it. out in the A's uniform. A's does have a sick uniform. So I'm going outfielder yeah. here with my fourth pick. And I'm going with the RBI leader going into the All-Star break, Adolis Garcia, oh, who has been a Garcia? force to be reckoned with oh. with the Rangers. That's really good. I'm going to do uh, – who do I want to do here? I'm going to go infield and do Yandy Diaz. Mm. The Rays first baseman. He's beast. There's some good first basemen this year. I'm going to go number five. Yeah, yeah, there really are. I'm going to go number five with a DH. I'm going to go Jose Ramirez. Just a solid DH. Mm. I'm going to do... Let's see. You got to. I'm going to do Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Yeah. I mean, you got to, right? You got the the family legacy, the name. What a father-son combination. Playing well. Get someone from Canada involved. I mean, seriously. What a father-freaking-son combination, man. So, for me, this has been one of my favorite uniforms. So, I'm going to do a uniform pick here as my last. And I'm going to say the Twins. The twins have such a cool little cartoon, twins. uniform, logo. It's just, oh, it's just good. I think it's one of the most underrated uniforms. The little TC, yeah, the twin city. Yeah, I think it's one city. of the most underrated uniforms. That's true. And I, I, I think I slapped, oh yeah, okay, on this, this graphic, we got pulled up the, um, the solid blue, but you probably like the pinched, or they have a pinched, no, it's just solid white, right, with twins. Mm -hmm. Or Let's you like see. all of them? My favorite would be the light blue one. Ooh, the light yeah. blue one. Have you nice. seen that one? Uh, 
Um, yeah, yeah life, life, loads, life loads are sick. <laughs> well, we got dark blue ones on here, but I might. S we know that with the caveat, you're saying light blue. Okay, let's go. Starting pitcher, Nathan Yovaldi. Let's see my pick. Throw in a ranger for you. Nice. Since you got, you got two, two pitchers, so you might do well. It's good looking you lineups might do right well there. With two pitchers, though. You got yeah, two pitchers. I'm a beast, dude. All right. You are a beast. All right, so let's do National League now. I'm going to go first because you got American League. So first pick with the national, first pick of the National League draft. We got to do it. Ronald Acuna Jr. in outfield. My first pick in the yeah. NL draft of 2023 All-Star. I hope break, you're not doing who I think. Is Frank Freeman as my infielder. I mean, he he's, I mean, without a doubt, he's yeah. going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah. It's so tough. I think I've mentioned this before. I miss Freddie as a Braves fan. But then Matt also is also too, playing though. incredibly. So it's like I can't really get too upset, but you just miss yeah. him. So I really wanted, obviously, he would have been the second pick. Couldn't have fallen a third. Um, so mm -hmm. that was a good pick getting Freddie Freeman there. Um, pick two for me. This might be too much hype, but Ellie De La Cruz. Let's put him at miscellaneous athlete. I mean, if you're stealing second, third, and home, you got to be on our team. And look at the speed right now between Ronald Acuna Jr. and De La Cruz. We're going to be flying. Dude, he is. Oh, because that's another stat that I forgot to mention earlier. Ronald Acuna Jr. Uh, so <laughs> they kept changing the stat. He's the first player with 20 home runs and 35 stolen bases by the All-Star Gate. Uh, all-star break i believe but then they kept changing it so he's now like the first player with 20 home runs 40 stolen bases and 60 rbis or something like that by the all-star break um but it's just funny because they keep it's like yeah you can yeah. keep adding anything he's the only one who's done that and has a yellow i love uh, elbow they do that. and his Dude, last name is Akuma. Me up. they do it at every yeah. sport they're like he's the first person to win yeah. that has it's 37 inch long brown hair that's from California that grew up with a single mom. And I'm like, where are we kids? Ridiculous to now. Problem? But anyway, he's. I mean, that's, that's how you know they have such a good database that they can just search some stuff and then they're like, oh, let's have fun. Let's add this category yeah, and whatever, this filter. Whatever. So. Um, Whatever. Who you got picked for? Um, I'm going to say number two. I'm going to go DH here. And I'm going to go with JD Martinez as my DH. Mm, it's a good solid. pick there. I'm going to go starting pitcher. This hurts me, but I also think he's a great pitcher. So Clayton Kershaw. Oh, so another strategic pick for my third pick. I'm going to go the Cubs uniform. Ooh, you love I love, love that, the that C because my name's Christian and it's a C. That's a good one. But also, also, I love the pinstripes and I just love like it's like the minimalist look. And it's it just is. a classic it's baseball classic. uniform. It's a good one. 
since we mentioned him a minute ago, uh, I'm going to put Matt Olson at DH. Oof, he's a beast, dude. He's an absolute beast. All right. I waited absolute to do outfielder because you did outfielder, so I was like, I had no reason to pick it second quickly. But my outfielder, pick number four, obvious. Obvious. Mookie Betts. <laughs> you're, you're basically just the Dodgers I mean, really? at this point. Dodgers with the Cubs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. And I mean, I've got a Dodger to add to it. That's, um, well, I guess you'll be the Dodgers. I'll be the Braves. I'm going to take Orlando Arcia yeah. as an infielder. Okay. 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 Mm-hmm. So number five, I'm going to go Braves. And I'm going to go Spencer Strider. <laughs> Keep the Braves yep, rolling. I like Spencer it. Spencer Strider. Pitcher, the baby. strikeout king. And he is the strikeout. The strikeout Bang. king himself. I mean, my guy is like a king cobra. Mm. <laughs> Dude, that's true. He and he's uh, tied for the the lead league and wins. It's a great pick. Uh, final pick. I'm gonna do the Marlins '90s throwback uniform. I'm so sad that they ever went to that atrocious new logo they have. Because I love the teal, love the old Marlins. Yeah, I agree. Like the when did they go to the World Series with Dontrell Willis? So those are some good uniforms. I think that was two thousand three, mm-hmm. maybe. No, I'm just throwing it out. So there. I mean, plus I think I mentioned it. Growing up in Little League, our family was always either like the Cardinals or the um, the Cardinals or the Marlins. So. Very nostalgic mm, there too. Yeah. But so who you got the last pick? Your miscellaneous. I'm gonna athlete. go with someone who has the potential to be, I'm gonna say it, one of baseball's greatest players. He has the potential. And that's twenty two year old Corbin Carroll. Mm, that's a good pick. Yeah, you know he was born really in two thousand. Dang. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. <laughs> crazy Dude, that was awesome. Was that was a good draft. Yeah. I like our picks here. Yeah, it was. It definitely was. Well, uh, if you thought so, why don't you share with a friend? That would be really good. Yeah, cool. if you thought it was a good draft, which it was, just freaking share with your buddy Carl. Keep the episode alive. Keep passing it around. Just do it. Yesterday you said tomorrow. Just mm, do it. Yesterday you said tomorrow. Peace. <laughs>